Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. interesting thing that I have witnessed is a lot of people have some place that they want to go, something that they want to achieve, and they don't actually make a lifelong study of it. Um, and But what I mean by studying is really looking at all the different particulars that are involved in who you need to be, where you need to go, the people that have gone before you the problems that they've had, uh, the breakthroughs that they've had, um, ideas of uh, uh, what made things easier for them. And then something that I call parallel study, which is studying people of completely different fields that are not related at all to what it is that you want to accomplish. And asking yourself questions like, how could I use something that, that they do or that they've become in order to create the success that I want in my life. So <laughs> one of the things that I've done is I study everything. I like everything that, that stands out to me in one way or another. I study biographies of people in completely different related, related fields. Um, and I'm looking for what I personally looking for most of the time is what was there what was their journey? What did they have to overcome? How did they overcome it? What did they learn along the way? The, uh, the, the interesting thing about success is that there's this illusion factor to it that, that I find fascinating because it ex- I, don't, I don't know that I've ever seen it anywhere where it doesn't exist. And here's the reason behind it. By the time the average person sees someone else become successful. That person's gone through usually so many changes and transformations that it would just boggle their mind at who that person was when they actually started. Excuse me. We see this end result of an individual. And we have a tendency to look at that person as not having flaws, not having made mistakes, we're looking at, at we're look, one of the illusions is that it's easy for them without understanding that whatever it is that they're doing, they've put in thousands, tens of thousands of hours in mastering whatever they do to be, to be successful. Um, and, and it's like our brain wants to hijack our reasoning, you know, our own logic, and we want to know the hack that is going to allow us to do that. And while there's hacks along the way, there is no hack that allows you to jump from where you are to where you're looking at somebody else who's really successful. The, it's all cause and effect. It's all cause and effect. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to me, especially if you look at people that not only became successful, but literally became icons, like their whole life, their whole career. Uh, was spent doing whatever it is that they're doing. And understanding that the, the, the path along the way for them was constant change, constant change. The ones that you don't hear about anymore are the ones that either 
couldn't change, didn't change, refused to change, got tired of changing, and just completely dropped out and dropped away from what they were doing. And I think one of the reasons for that is that people get very disillusioned as they go down, they go down that road of success. They follow, whether it's consciously or unconsciously, they're kind of looking for some kind of a magical transformation. Um, I just spent uh, basically four days uh, doing a live event, and it, it really teaches people about what's controlling their behavior from a root perspective so that they can actually see the patterns of, of what's, being, what's going on unconsciously so that they can, they can literally change it. <laughs> and without taking a person through a process where they get to discover it themselves, most people don't believe how sophisticated their patterns are on holding them to where they are, because literally the patterns control what you see and what you perceive. But in every case, and I've been doing this event for a very long time, in every single case, there is, there, you, get to, you get towards the end of the event where people have had major breakthroughs in understanding what's literally controlling them, them underneath, the, underneath the radar. And they want to know how to shortcut it so that uh, it's easier. And it's fascinating because they're not doing it consciously. The idea of shortcutting your behavior to get to the end event it is, or to get to the end result that you're looking for is that your, your unconscious mind has within it pro, something programmed that we call core wounds. It's things that it's desperately trying to avoid experiencing and it's developed patterns in order to attempt not to experience it in life. But here's the key factor in this. It doesn't know any other pattern of survival for you as an individual. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it keeps taking you down this road of avoiding the things that are necessary to get you where you want. And I'll give you, for instance, let's say you had a core wound that, that said that you were not worthy. And, and it is a very common core wound. Many, many people have it. And it, all it does is it gets developed because you've had experiences in your childhood that indicated in some way that you weren't worthy. You just weren't worthy. Whether it was people making fun of you or parents telling you that you can't have something or being uh, not treated well at a certain time, uh, all the way to having major dysfunctions in your childhood. So the, the, the brain goes into this paradigm. It starts to get wired in a pattern way where it says to itself, at all costs, I cannot experience this because it is the most ultimate painful thing. Yet the person does keep experiencing it over and over their life because it shows up in their behavior. It shows up in what they don't want to do. It shows up in, I want to shortcut something. I don't want to go through a process that appears painful. For instance, you see it a lot where anybody has to face possible rejection in what they're doing. We see it in sales. We see it with people that want to speak for a living. Anything that, uh, that would put you in front of people where you're going to risk being rejected, or you're going to risk being wrong, or you're going to risk making a mistake. We have a tendency to try to want to work around it, not be exposed, hide from it, do something different. And if we keep trying different things and we can't seem to find 
this magical breakthrough that we're actually, so on, on one level, consciously, we're looking for, here's this end result that I want. But unconsciously, your mind can't find a pattern that fits, that you can do it and be safe at the same time. Then you keep looking at something like we call bright, shiny object syndrome. And you can word that any way that you want. You keep looking for another thing that is going to get you there, not understanding that your unconscious mind, your subconscious mind is avoiding the actual thing that you will get there because it thinks it's keeping you safe. So if we go back to a basic teaching on that, that gets developed and, it, and everybody is susceptible to the development of that because when you're first born, the idea that you're not safe is a very real thing. It's very, very real. There was a time in our life where um, we were susceptible to death if our needs were not met. A hundred percent. That's a hundred percent real. Your, your subconscious mind doesn't have the ability to think or reason. That only comes from your conscious mind. And it only comes, it only actually starts to develop after the age of seven. So that, and it takes time to develop that, right? It develops all from seven years on all the way into your early 20s. And women get there a little bit before guys do, but it still takes a significant amount of time for it to get there. And the whole time, your unconscious mind is running on the on the, the patterns and the programs that you were given prior to the age of seven. So if you have this program, it's basically saying, if you're rejected, that equals death, then you're going to do everything that you can to avoid rejection um, in, in, in many different ways, whether it's physical rejection, emotional rejection, it could be an intimate rejection. Um, it could be rejection it, very much in your face. It could be, it could be slights. It could be the, it could be the rejection of people just not noticing you. Your mind takes it in and processes it based on whatever your paradigm is for itself. And if you're not conscious that it's happening, you go right back into that paradigm, even if you have seen it before, even if you know that's what's controlling you, because I want you to think about this. It's, it's very, very important. Your subconscious mind is constantly attempting to tell your conscious mind how to think about what you're observing. This is why we spend so much time on the laws, because it's telling you how to think about what you're observing, about what you're experiencing. And if you don't have anything to put in front of it, if you don't have any new information to put in front of it so that you can consciously override what your unconscious pattern is trying to do, you're pretty much helpless against your unconscious pattern because it's, uh, it's running the paradigm that's in your life, 100%. And paradigms are habitual, and 99% of your behavior and your thinking is habitual. So if we ignore the power and the idea that our paradigms play in controlling not only the results that we get, the behavior that we're doing, but literally how we're thinking, we're making a grave error, a grave error. People that will say to you, listen, you need to do this skill set over and over again until you really master it. And you do it for a few days or a few weeks and you're thinking to yourself, it's just not happening. 
you're not realizing how long it takes to do something consistently where you have to keep adjusting and get better and better and better at it until you're really good at that thing. So that's one of the reasons why I say um, you have to study where you're going. You have to constantly realize and be looking at how other people have managed to move through this process. Uh, it's very, it's extremely important. Without it, and let me say this too, <clears throat> when you do study it, it's also another level of support for you. It's another level of support because you're using, you may not know those people, but through literature or videos or audios or however it is that you're studying those individuals, you're allowing that information, you're using it as a conscious support tool for yourself. You're educating yourself and you're telling your mind that, that this is real, that it's not something that's fake. And I think that you have to put, you consciously have to be aware that you're going to put things that are real in front of you that pertain to where you're going every single day, all the time. They has to be around you. There's too much going on in the world um, about, that's, that's just extremely negative. It's just extremely negative and it plays off your emotions. I was telling a group of people last night, we were having a big celebration dinner and I was talking about, you have to understand that most everything that we're taking in from media of any kind is designed to manipulate you. It's specifically designed to manipulate you. It's not designed to inform you. That kind of reporting went out the window a long, long, long time ago. What we experience today is all manipulative. You know, even the weather these days is extremely manipulative. They're trying to manipulate you to their agenda, to whatever that agenda is. And I watch people get so passionately involved in all the different things that are being reported on the media. And it's, you know, it's not usually everything, but the, everybody usually picks the thing that, that hits them most without ever understanding that they've been manipulated by other people to, the, to their agenda, to their way of thinking, to what they think the problem is. They don't know the facts. You only know what people are telling you. But in every case, and you want to write this down, in every case, they're playing off of your core wounds. They're playing off the things that, that make you feel unsafe, that feel unloved, that feel unworthy, um, that protect yourself from being alone, being abandoned, anything that you have that would be a fear. And they try to get you in the idea. So how, how does the manipulation work in, in another sense is that they try to get you to feel that you're doing something about the situation or your situation, whatever it might be. Because what is one thing that the mind is constantly looking for? significance and certainty so that it can feel safe. If I can't find significance and certainty in what I'm doing, chances are I'm going to feel very unsafe. And if I feel unsafe, I'm going to lose the ambition, the excitement, the enthusiasm for where it is that I want to go in my life. So, if, But if something comes along that triggers me, and I don't understand how it's triggering me, and I want to jump on something because it makes me feel certain in the moment, then I will, then I'll jump on that because I'm totally unconscious about the process that's happening around me. Uh, yeah, Social Dilemma, exactly. That's a, if you haven't seen Social Dilemma on Netflix, you should watch so Social Dilemma on Netflix. It's 100% accurate 
you know, and it is the, um, it's, it's the very interesting way that, that we're being manipulated down to every single thing that we do and that we use. I mean, most of the things that we buy, it's not because we originally wanted to buy them. It's because we've seen them so much and been convinced somewhere in our mind that this is going to make us feel better, that we're convinced that we're making the decision that we're buying it and, or we're using it. And we're actually not, we're not at all. So when you, when you study, you get to see something that most people don't get to see. You get to see, understand, and hear about the work, the transformations, the adjustments, the hard times, the failures, the mistakes that other people made that became very successful. Uh, if, you're, if you are taking in that information as a whole, right? I mean, I've seen, I've seen people look at books and movies and different things like that where it's, it's just completely plain right out there, the difficulty, and they don't see it. They have a scotoma. They create a blind spot around it. They only see the good things. So you really even have to train your mind to see it to some degree. Um, so my suggestion is that you study where you're going. You have to make, you have to make where you're going like a magnificent obsession. You have to study everything about it. And the, the Earl Nightingale talked about this in um, uh, what was the what was the program? Lead the Field. <clears throat> Many years ago, I mean, a long, long time ago, when when he first did Lead the Field, I think Lead the Field came out in the it was either the late sixties or the seventies. He was basically giving just a few ideas and concepts that people needed to master to help them really move forward in life. They were general, but they had a specific direction to them. And one of the things. Um, that he talked about that was that was highly highly important is that the person really understood uh, the the kind of growth that was required on a daily basis in order to get where they go and that if a person was really interested in success uh, you would actually see evidence of that in their life they would have books on it they would have magazines on it they would they would have other interests to show that they were studying. Uh, those things. I think he. I think he actually he talked about somebody who would be interested in sailing or something and have volumes of works on Conrad and, and stuff like that, if I remember it correctly. Um, but that when he would see somebody or he would counsel or coach somebody, that all they were really looking for is the end result because somewhere in their mind they thought to themselves, if I can just be a success in this one area of my life, then all my problems would go away that you never saw any of those other things. Because really they were coming from a place of, I don't want to experience life the way that I'm experiencing it. And what I see as a solution to that is to become successful based on what other people, how I perceive other people are living because they're successful. And all they want to do is like, like I said before, they want to hack their way to the very end of that so that they can experience that success. So we have to be very careful. You have to ask yourself when you're not working uh, and you're in your, and you have some free time, what is it you're doing? Are you escaping or are you doing a deeper dive into what you do? You know, I think I might've said uh, that was last week or something. So I, I mentioned this, like over the last week I had read like five books and I don't have time to sit down and read a book most of the time, maybe sometimes on the weekend or if I'm traveling or something like that, I consume 
that many books in, in the spare minutes of the day by listening to them. <clears throat> you can ask anybody who's in my office. I'll walk around with my phone in my hand with a book playing. Um, because I'm always, I'm always taking in more information. So we only have 24 hours in a day. So we have to maximize every minute that we have if we're really serious about where it is that we're going. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, well, like, oh, that just seems like way too much work or that's too hard or, you know, I don't want to do that. You have to really question why you want to go where you want to go. I have very serious goals that I want to hit, but I also know that time is an illusion. It really is. It'll slip past you so fast. Uh, you'll wonder where 10 years went, 20 years went, a lifetime. I have, I have talked to so many people over my career that have lived their entire life. They don't know where the hell it went. They don't know how they got to the end of it so fast. And they had all kinds of dreams and goals that they never accomplished. Because why? They got caught up in the busyness of life. They didn't take their life seriously and realize that I'll get to it usually never comes. You know, you have to create the time that you're going to take in that information and 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 significant if you want to live a significant life it takes a tremendous amount of dedication in order to to live that way now here's the part where i don't think that it's hard i think i don't think it's hard if you're doing something that you're truly passionate about if you pick a, a topic or a career or a job or the work that you do whatever it is if you really love what you're doing then why is it so difficult? Why, I mean, studying in your spare time, you know, when you're driving, when you're in the shower, if you're, if you're walking from a room to room, like, why is that so difficult to pick up a few things here and there that are good and useful and, and put them, you know, in your mind? Um, if, you, if you do think that it's difficult, you're really trying to escape a difficulty. You, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to escape difficulty. You're trying to get to an end place. And think about it. There's an, here's another thing to think about. This is another reason that why you want to study where you're going. If you, if you were to be just thrust into the, the, the end success goal that you want, where you had the money, you had the business, you had the house, you had whatever it is that you're looking for, how would you manage through it? How would you keep it moving forward? without having experience, without knowing how to think when problems show up within the career that you've chosen for yourself. Um, I've watched so many people try to come up with some slick system so that they can make a lot of money right away and then something changes and they have no idea what they're doing. They have, they, they, they have no idea. They fall, they go backwards, they can't adapt. I mean, so many people have had such a terrible time adapting to COVID because their mind is so wired for how the world typically works. They can't understand how to operate without it, or with, with, you know, with, with, the, with the world changing because they don't have what? They don't have experience. They don't have experience in having to constantly change and adapt to what's going on with the internet, the growth, how technology is changing, what people are interested in, hiring and firing people, managing teams, selling, learning what sells, what doesn't sell, learning different ways of selling, how people buy differently over a period of time. You know, it's, it's very, very different. You, to, here's, here's one. How about if you're typically making sales on the phone and all of a sudden it's not working anymore, 
But because you're not staying on top of your business, you don't know that it's actually changed over to video. And now video is selling more than phone calls are selling. But you haven't prepared for video. You don't know how to sell on video. You don't know how to script it. You don't know how to internalize it. Now you have a big dip in your business. Um, if you even ever find out that it's gone to video or you, if you even refuse to believe that it's gone to video. Like I've seen this happen so many times. You have to be flexible and constantly learning and moving <clears throat> and also not judging it. Absolutely not judging it. When something changes, something changes. You have to be willing to go with the change. I mean, as long as it's not a, a value or an ethics proposition for you, which in most cases it, it isn't. Um, you have to be willing to be, you know, fluid with it and do whatever is necessary in order to get the result that you're actually looking for. So what can you do to more intensify and take more serious the study of where you're going? Who are you interested in out there? You know, in the, it doesn't matter who it is. Get a biography. Look to see if there's videos or interviews of that person. Watch them over and over and over again. Really study a person's Character, character meaning in how they're showing up in the world, what they're, what they're doing. And here's another trick that I have, that I have found. Very often, like um, in, in biographies, sometimes, sometimes people have many different biographers. Like pe people of different opinions have written different books about the same person. And there might be four or five biographies out there about somebody. If you start getting into them and you start reading them, which you're one of the things that you're looking for, the first things that are like ahas to you. But then you're looking for inconsistencies because what's very true about interviews, what's very true about biographies is that people get successful people get really good at sound bites. They get really good at putting the same message out over and over, depending on what's important to them at that time in their career. And yet there may be something that you're not getting because of that. However, if you watch as much or listen to as much information about them as you can, very often after going through a few things, you will pick up little nuggets that come out because somebody asked a question differently or it was written differently or a circumstance came up and you find like this little tweak that they made that helps you make a big jump. I can't tell you how many times I have found gems like that. That's why if I get into a good book, I read it a minimum of five times, and then usually a year later, I'll, I'll get into it again. Because when you get into a book or anything that you're studying, your mind goes on one track. That's what it does. And it, there's a ton of stuff that it does not hear. You know, for Whiplash, you guys should watch it like five times. You'll see different things every single time you watch that movie. And then if you do it again a year from now, you'll see things that you didn't see in the first five times. There's a ton of information going on around you that you generally don't see unless you're really a serious student and you start going through things more and more and more every single day. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.